Good morning, everybody. Um, early morning, <laughs> kind of funny. I um, had all the motivation in the world to start this episode, and it was my perfect time of day. You know, right before the sun rises, the world is still relatively quiet, and it's just that quality of light, right? It's like everybody's just still blinking their eyes open and no one's quite in the world yet. And it's the only time of the day where I find peace. And I get my coffee and I turn on my lamp with its soft sort of yellowish glow and I light my candle. And it's the only time of day where I'm okay. Nothing tragic has happened yet. Nothing dramatic has happened. I try not to check my Facebook or anything like that. I've got no reason to be pissed off. It's unusual. <laughs> it doesn't take long for the world to start and for something to make me angry. But... <laughs> Today, you know, happy to do this episode and and comfy and quiet and I've got my coffee and I've got my heating pad and it's a little bit cold and I sit down and I turn my computer on and I turn my computer on and I turn my computer on and it's not starting and I can't get the internet to go and even right now I started this playlist to play in the back and it's just not happening here wait let me try oh it's so quiet for some reason so if you do catch snippets of this music playing in the background it's just one of these Alex Rainbird music playlists on YouTube. If you haven't discovered these yet, you have got to discover these. I mean, if you're an acoustic, folksy music kind of person, I don't know where Alex Rainbird comes up with this shit, but it's just constant heaps of amazing music that I wouldn't have heard otherwise, most likely. So... Alex Rainbird um, on YouTube. Check it out. So that's, <laughs> that's that plug. Um, so I have so many of the feels happening right now in my life. I'm just kind of, kind of completely overwhelmed by it. And I don't really know how to process any of it. So it's kind of funny. I've actually been watching like sappy videos and stuff like that just so I have something to cry about because <laughs> it's like my brain cannot comprehend how sad some of the shit that I've been through in this last week is. And I just, I can't, I can't seem to process it. So just quick synopsis and I'll, I'll talk more about this stuff maybe in, in another episode, but the storage locker of mine that I haven't seen in 10 years that stored everything that was important to me had been broken into. 
So that was one thing, right? Like you've got all of those feelings. There's that sense of violation. There's that sense of helplessness. There's anger. There's frustration. The storage locker is 1,300 kilometers away. It's not like it's easy to just zip over and see if everything's all right. And then there's kind of the excitement of planning the trip out. So I'd been looking forward to going back there since I left there. Like I'm, I get really nostalgic about places and I was planning this great trip. Like when I went out there, it was going to be for a week at least. And I was going to take my time and see everything. Like I wanted to go back and touch every tree I ever touched, <laughs> you know, like I'm that kind of weirdo. And I wanted to see all the people that I left behind, of course. And, you know, like my whole life is splayed out along the highways in between here and there. There are a million different stops I wanted to make. I mean, I've lived in the Okanagan Valley. I've lived in the Kootenays. I've lived in the Rockies. I desperately wanted to like stop and smell the air in those places. And anyways, like this shit happens and I've got to stop everything, pack up and go and get there and deal with this shit and get back. And I don't have a lot of time and I can't take time off work and the trip cost me a fucking fortune. And like, that's a whole other stress that I haven't even started to deal with yet. That's a big old credit card bill. That'll just have to wait another day. And you know, you get there and your shit's gone through and it's a nightmare and you've got the guy that, fuck yeah, I have to do like a whole separate episode because this guy, like, he was refusing to allow me access. Like, what kind of storage owner does that when a, what do you call someone who rents a storage locker? Am I a tenant? Am I a customer? I don't know. You know, I found out that the locker is broken into and his reaction is, oh yeah, fuck you. Too bad. Get out. <laughs> you can't even have after hours access that other people have. You now have to get off the property earlier because it's at my discretion and I've decided Fuck you. In the meantime, this guy has stolen money off of me also. Like, so the cops are involved and the cops are fucking useless, honestly. Like, you can tell he's just terrified. Like, deer in headlights. He doesn't know how to deal with this. And I lost my cool when I got there. I did. I have never, I don't think I've ever lost my cool like that. And it's not like it was a huge scene or anything. It was five minutes of me screaming, probably not even felt like half an hour. It's probably like two minutes of me screaming at him. Cause he's trying to tell me that it's his property and it's at his discretion who gets to access it when and I'm screaming at him that in that storage locker, it's my fucking property. <laughs> and it's not like I was being unreasonable. I don't think like I just wanted time to go through my things. I just wanted time. I just wanted after hours access. I wanted the money that he stole back. That's it. 
that's all that I wanted. And um, I didn't get either of those things. Anyways, so I ended up whirlwind going through everything. It wouldn't all fit in my car, of course. So took three quarters of it to thrift shop. And I mean, like I said, overwhelm, all kinds of shit went to that thrift shop that I really regret. <laughs> I wish I could have just looked at it more. I wish, I wish I could have had time. And then I didn't get to see any, any of the city and get to see all of my people. The one person that I did get to see just completely broke my heart. But that's, that's another episode. <laughs> Even though it seems to be most of this episode, what I actually wanted to talk about was, um, I have a shit ton of pictures. I take a million pictures. The only thing that I got out of the house that I grew up in that no longer exists are the photographs. And I'm very grateful that somehow I ended up with those. I don't even know how I ended up with those, but very, very grateful that those came to me. And then like just albums and albums and boxes and boxes and boxes of photos. And um, so I've spent the last week now going through all of these photos and I've made a few realizations and it's it's funny like man I wish I could have studied psychology more because what happens in your brain that you create these realities you get these ideas and that somehow solidifies in your brain as truth and you look back on this like photographic evidence and it's like it's not true that's I don't know where you came up with that shit but that's not true so I grew up raised by my grandparents and you know like my grandfather had been in the war and they were frugal we had a huge garden we got most of our produce out of that garden in the summer I wore hand-me-down clothes, you know. And so I've just built this scenario in my head that we grew up poor. And I've looked at all these photos before, of course. But I guess I never really thought about them. Because when I look through these photographs, it's nothing but my grandparents and my aunts and uncle traveling. <laughs> you don't do that when you're poor, right? Like, not that I think we were rich. I mean, not by any stretch of the imagination, but they were in Tahiti and they were in Mexico and they were in California and they were in Las Vegas. And it, one of them looks like maybe Indonesia or I don't know, somewhere Southeast Asia. It's, um, can't remember some of the writing on the back of the pictures led me to believe that it was Southeast Asia, which is weird to me that they would go there. Um, like Mexico would be a stretch of travel for them, I would think. So maybe it was just like some weird themed bar or something. I don't know. Anyways, 
coffee, half-calf coffee. Can't drink full strength, the real thing. I'll get the jitters and shakes. So anyways, that was my first realization. And then I start to analyze things further and I look at my grandfather a lot and I had a weird relationship with my grandparents. Like they weren't, see now I got to be careful how I'm thinking about things because in my experience, they weren't a close family at all. Like at all with anyone. We definitely weren't touchy feely. We definitely weren't huggy. No one's ever said, I love you to me. That's just, it just never happened. And I always remember everyone being just kind of low-key unhappy. Like, I don't remember anyone ever smiling. I don't remember anyone being particularly happy. I remember my grandmother laughing now and then. But when my grandfather laughed, it was more like a sarcastic laugh. You know, like laughing at someone, not with someone. And it's not that I disliked them. I didn't. I actually had a great respect for my grandparents. I just didn't really know them, even though I grew up in their house. And anyways, I'm looking at these photos and they're smiling. In every fucking photo, they're smiling. And it's weird to me. It's weird because... I went from fully believing that we had a poor, miserable family to understanding that at some point there was money and they were happy. I don't know if the two things are related or not. I don't know. Maybe they blew all their money traveling to fucking Tahiti and came back miserable and that's where I entered the picture. I don't... Like... And the other weird thing is that my mom is never in any of the pictures. My two aunts, my uncle, never my mom. And then also, as time rolls on and I enter stage left, my older sister, who's not actually my sister, she's actually my cousin, that's a whole other conversation we can have, but she does a lot of these things, but I'm not in any of the photos. So there was one trip that we went on to Disneyland. But that's it. And then I used to go camping with my grandparents, but photos of that time don't exist. I don't know why. All kinds of photos of them traveling to Mexico, hundreds and hundreds of really shitty pictures of Mexico, like people not even in the frame. You can just see like the tuft of somebody's hair in the wall behind them. Not a single photo of me camping with my grandparents. Or... And then, you know, time continues to roll on and there's photos of my family coming to visit me and some of the different cities that I lived in. And I've always kind of wondered, like, why do people stop visiting me? And 
With some of the family I know, like it's nothing, there's nothing in it for them. They've only come to visit me when I could get them something for free, whether that was free hotel or free ski pass or, you know, whatever the case may be. Then maybe they'll be bothered to come out and visit. I don't know why nobody's come to visit me in like 12 years, maybe more. And that got me thinking. Like, there's all kinds of weird family shit. Like, my grandparents' siblings, both, they, they all lived in the area. Both my grandfather's and my grandmother's siblings. And there's photos of them from the way back where they're very close. Like, you can see my grandmother holding her sister's hands all the time. So why didn't I ever get a hug from her? You know, like, that this feels kind of weird. And then... Why, like in the last dozen years of her life, why did she not see her sisters anymore? Why did that side of the family completely lose contact with, I'll say us, even though with how scattered my family is, I don't even know who, who we are. They totally lost contact with me anyways. And then my grandfather's siblings... Like, there's all kinds of photos of them together, and I don't remember them at all. I don't ever remember them. I don't ever remember them. Anyways, it was just... It's just weird. It's just been a weird couple of weeks. It's been, like, super stressful, and all of the feelings, and I don't know what to do with any of them and I don't know what to think about any of it and I don't know you know like I am still kind of in contact with my grandmother's side of the family the grandfathers no I have no idea who they are but grandmothers yes and I have tried to reach out to them but the same with my immediate family it's always me I'm always sending the email I'm always sending the message. I'm always sending the invitation. It's exhausting. Like, I don't know, I guess maybe I should just, I should just accept it for what it is and quit worrying about it. But I mean, I don't have any friends really I you know and that's my fault that's entirely my fault I move around a lot and it's hard to it's hard to keep friends I mean I've got a lot of people that I keep in touch with kind of but but it's hard not having any family you know like and I guess it never bothered me that much until (laughs) until I saw those photos and I realized that it hasn't always been this way. My family hasn't always been miserable. And I don't know what to do with that. And it feels like if I'm going to set up to have a little pity party, I feel like it's my fault. Right? Maybe some of my mom's fault. <laughs> she was the black sheep of the family and I'm definitely the black sheep of the black sheep. So, 
anyways, there's that. I have to go now and get ready to go to work where I am scheduled for a bunch of half shifts. So I'm not sure exactly how I'm meant to pay my bills and my rent and that fucking credit card bill if I'm only working half shifts. But it's also difficult to be upset about it because I hate my fucking job. So it's tough. (laughs) It's tough. I also don't know what to do with those emotions. I hate it so much, but I have to work. And I think I'm, I'm not alone in those feelings for sure. Anyways, as always, everyone and no one out there listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening.